Hey everyone, I'm Rob Scott from UC Today and welcome to our September 2021 Microsoft Teams news update. So as always, I'm joined by Microsoft Teams expert and MVP Tom Abuthnot. Tom, how are you today? Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, good to have you back. We had Tom, Tom last month, but uh, now you're back in the driving seat. Back in the seat, yeah. So thanks for, for thanks for uh, joining Tom last month. But yeah, for, you've got me back, unfortunately. But uh, anyway, it's September. Summer is starting to fade. Um, lots of things happening. But, you know, it seems like a little bit of a summer slump on UC today in terms of news from some of the big brands. Yeah, usually usually August is quiet, isn't yeah. it? Because I think we're kind of wrapping that up and September starts to ramp. But um, yeah, surprisingly, some quite big Microsoft news did drop. Um, maybe it dropped in August because it was August and they were trying to drop it at that point. So we'll, we'll talk about that. But uh, yeah, definitely some interesting things on the Microsoft front. Yeah, maybe that was tactical. Yeah, drop it when it's quiet. Yeah. Quite, quite possibly. <laughs> you don't, not, not, not much is accidental when it comes to announcements. So uh, you could, could say that. Absolutely. So we've got a bit of an update today. Um, let's go through the news then. So uh, first of all, Tom, what's uh, top of your list this month? Yeah, so absolutely top is um, there's a price increase for Microsoft 365, and they haven't really made any big price increases in the past, despite adding features and features and features. So Microsoft put this announcement out saying, you know, hey, we've got all these features in our suites, and it's it's about time to do an incremental price rise. So that's quite interesting, and we can talk through the price rise, but it's a it's a couple of dollars on all the major SKUs, really, basically. Um, but also in that announcement, they announced that they're going to include unlimited dial-in conferencing on all the enterprise, business, frontline, and government plans. So in the UC space, that's huge news because that means a whole lot of people that have Microsoft 365, even the lower SKUs, are now going to get PSDN dial-in conferencing with Teams included in their SKU rather than having to buy it as an add-on. So that could be potentially quite a big saving for, for companies using that particular feature yeah it's four dollars per user per month list for that add-on to go from teams to teams psd and conferencing so um some of the increases kind of make that a wash so if you had e3 which is the most common license before that goes from 20 dollars list per user per month to 23 but if you were a customer that had e3 plus conferencing you're now saving a dollar all these are lists you know everybody negotiates their prices um a little bit but uh, but what's i think most interesting is Lots of people like having to do something to get PSD and conferencing was just another little friction blocker. Like, which license do I get? How do I apply it? All that stuff. Whereas now, you sign up for those SKUs, just you create a meeting, it's going to have PSDN dial in, dial out on it. Um, which I think is, a, I, I've certainly seen customers that have just gone and bought a another platform because they needed PSD and conferencing. They thought that's what they had to do. You know, oh, I, I need, I need dial in, I'll go buy WebEx or or Zoom or go to meeting or whatever because they think they're buying that thing, that feature with PSDN. Um, so I think it'll be interesting to see as customers see that turn up, will that be a competitive situation where they're like, oh, Microsoft does it. I didn't even know that. Well, there it is. Yeah, so I can see that, you know, in a decision-making process where, you know, if there's a cost to conferencing, then you might put that out to tender. You might look at other providers, but if there's no cost to conferencing, then that discussion's off the table. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and obviously, it was announced at the same time as a price increase. So if I was putting the, the you know, sitting on the other side of the fence, I'd be like, well, they've bundled it in and they've increased the price. So that yeah, there's that conversation. Got it. Um, but I mean, Microsoft haven't done a price increase in a long time. I haven't seen huge kickbacks on it. It is a lot of money though. When, when they announce these per user per month, 
it's very easy. You know, I think all humans kind of like, oh, it's a couple of dollars. Like, yeah, it's a couple of dollars per user per month. Like, do the maths quickly on thousands or tens of thousands of seats. It really starts to add up. Great stuff. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? So watch out for that, people. Prices, uh, price increases are high. So uh, let's see what. Yeah, and and if you're a customer with add-on conferencing right now, start looking at what the timelines are for that. When your renewals are, when your contract dates are, because you should be getting that included. So there should be a point in time where you can drop that additional license. Yeah, absolutely. Good tip. Great stuff. Okay, next up, we said we talk about Uber. Ooh, what's Uber got to do with Microsoft Teams? I wonder. Tell us more. <laughs> Yeah, this is super interesting. Um, we were just talking this pre-record. So Microsoft have hired a former Uber exec to take over the, or to become VP of the Teams consumer business. So Teams for end users rather than Teams for business. And he's actually going to be, uh, let me get this right. So he's VP of Teams consumer Skype and GroupMe. Um, GroupMe is a smaller product that they bought and didn't really do much with in the Skype family. So this is interesting because this is them putting some real firepower behind Teams Consumer. And this is Manik Gupta, is that correct? That's right, yeah, Manik Gupta. So he was previously uh, at Uber. Uh, he was chief product officer at Uber. And obviously Uber's had that insane viral consumer growth so you can see why microsoft are interested that that's clearly very clearly what they want for teams in the consumer space yeah so this seems a real kind of priority then therefore for microsoft to to make a success of the consumer product but you know they have already got success with skype haven't they so what's the i'm slightly confused uh, you know what's happening depends how you, right. depends, depends how you define success i guess they, they, i mean skype has a lot of users like I, I don't see it a lot in my life anymore, but it still has a very big user base, um, mm. maybe surprisingly to some people. But what it isn't, it isn't the new world messaging of like WhatsApp or Signal or, yeah. you know, uh, any, any of that kind of group messaging model, which I, what Teams kind of is or a big part of Teams is. And I think Microsoft really want to grab some of that. And as, as WhatsApp is not getting great press around Facebook and all the privacy concerns that Apple is like trebling down on privacy, it seems like a good space for Microsoft, but they've always struggled with the exception of Xbox, which is obviously huge. Like consumer market has not been their strong point. Um, so he's got a lot to do. And also what the messaging around where does Skype fit? Where does Kozala fit? Cause that's still knocking around. Yep. What's happening with teams on consumer devices. Cause at the moment you can get teams on mobile, but you can't get teams on your Amazon Echo or on your uh, TV, but you can get Skype on those devices. So there's a lot of mishmash conversation around where Teams fits in the consumer world. Uh, hopefully we'll see him get, get a hold of that and uh, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Yeah, and we're likely to see, uh, I suppose, an uptick in consumer adoption when, you know, Windows 11, you know, is kind of you know, mass deployed, I suppose, because is it right, am I right, it's going to be bundled? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So we do, uh, Tom and I talked about that briefly last month, but it's going to be um, bundled into Windows Home. So not the enterprise product, but the home product and tightly integrated. Teams will literally be on the taskbar. Uh, I, I tried to do some maths in that on a blog post about how many Windows Home users there are. They'll auto be signing in with a live ID. Uh, Microsoft, sorry, a Microsoft account is the consumer account name. So Windows Home will only sign in with a Microsoft account. You can't have a local non-Microsoft account. Um, but potentially, yeah, that gives it a really big boost because it makes it front and center for a whole lot of people. You buy, and probably most consumers will buy a new machine. They won't upgrade necessarily. They'll buy a new laptop and Teams will just 
be there so that's certainly a, a, an interesting advantage they have over other platforms yeah so, yeah it certainly is interesting I, I, I still wonder whether they've got or they're going to have a challenge or are that they, they currently have a challenge with the branding of teams in the kind of consumer space because when i think teams i think business and you know a lot of people like to draw a line between business and you know home life although that's blurred you know somewhat for in the past year but uh, um you know, teams, I don't associate, I never call my family teams. I never call my friends teams. Yeah. Um, you know, it just feels like, you know, uh, they may need to have a consumer brand out there. I, I think the same thing. And at the moment, you can switch the single app between kind of your consumer profile and your enterprise profile. And then they push that as a benefit, like one app that right. does both. Um, but yeah, if I was Manique uh, and not so, I don't get to make this decision, but I would have a different consumer app maybe this powered by teams or the same brand even but like so that mentally i can have an app that i go to for my personal stuff my community groups my hobbies and a different app i go to for my work stuff because there's especially as you say in the modern age there's this whole like work-life balance thing if you're in the app that's also your work app even in a different profile you're tempted to go back to work or see what's going on so i like that app level separation um but i also think it's interesting on the say on the devices space like it if you're a consumer you have to be everywhere but if you put teams consumer on consumer devices can i use that as a business device now or do I, does it have to be a certified business device there's these weird lines that need to be drawn yeah yeah or, or do they need to be drawn you know, yeah, I, yeah. I suppose that's, that's the argument, isn't it? You know, are we just getting rid of the lines, you know, and blowing the whole thing? But that's going to take time, isn't it? So, um, yeah. Interesting. Great. Okay. Let's go on to the next one because the next one's equally interesting. We said we'd talk about SharePoint server. Tell us more. Yeah. So talking about SharePoint on the, uh, on the Microsoft Teams show might seem odd, but SharePoint just uh, gave a preview of the subscription edition of their server product. And this is the way all Microsoft server products are going. So SharePoint uh, and also Skype for Business and also Exchange are the big server products. So they're moving to a model where you'll have to pay for them on a subscription, even though you're buying the software and installing it yourself, it will be a subscription model just like Office 365 is. Um, so we got to learn it will be on the latest version of Microsoft Server, it will be TLS 1.3. Uh, it will have an upgrade path from the last two versions of SharePoint 2016 and 2019. Uh, and why this is interesting for me and for us is this is showing us probably what's going to come for Skype Business Server v next. There's still lots of Skype Business Server out there surprisingly, like way less than than there was pre-COVID, but still lots out there. Um, and if there are customers that for whatever business reason or technical reason want to stay on a, a isolated server platform, so maybe they're like, a, you know, they have some governmental regulation that they want to be completely air-gapped from the internet, for example, that would be Skype server. They're still going to have to move to this subscription model. And it feels like from the announcement, Microsoft are pushing for like sort of a auto updating we patch it for you type model it's not very clear yet but they're okay. clearly trying to get a, a reason for you to be on the subscription is we take care of some of that pain for you yeah and, and that was going to be my next question it's kind of what's in it for the it guy here so you know for the for the finance you know manager or director you know it's oh god you know that's something else moving to a monthly payment and they can get around their head around that i'm sure but from a, an admin point of view 
Um, a lot of organisations still have servers that are, are completely air gapped, you know, to the internet, aren't they, and whatnot. So, how's that? Good? Yeah, this is this is definitely primarily commercially motivated. Like, like Wall Street likes subscriptions and, and nice, planable models. You want to convert those customers, and also, really, Microsoft wants you on Teams, not Skype. Well, you know, they'll they'll say as much. Like, it's a very reluctant. Okay, Skype still exists for those customers, um, but at least if they get you on subscription you're commercially in the mindset of continuously paying. Now you're like, oh, well now flipping from Teams, oh, sorry, from Skype to Teams is just a technical conversation. It's not a commercial one anymore. Mm. Um, but it'd be interesting to see how it's how it's received by some of those hardcore server customers because it is a different, very different model to Microsoft of the past. Yeah, absolutely. I can see that be, becoming an issue for some organizations, certainly. And uh, yeah. it, definitely if they haven't, if they haven't planned for it and they're, they're used to that, big spend every three years, maintain the servers, get rid of the hardware again, another big spend, yeah. like that. this will flip that model for sure. Mm. The last of a dying breed of uh, CapEx purchases in the IT world. Um, yeah. Okay, great stuff. Uh, we said we talk about Teams panels next. Yeah, tell us more on that. Yeah, a bit of hardware news. I think this is quite cool. So Teams panels have been around for a while. They are the uh, outside of room kind of screens slash presence devices that show you if a uh, meeting room is available and you can book it right on the panel. Um, they're, they're fairly basic in their functionality. What Microsoft have just unlocked makes them much more interesting. You can now run your own line of business apps on them. So you could push out announcements to the screen. For example, say you've got COVID rules, you might have a app that explains what the rules of the meeting room are. You might have an app that controls the room or the Crestron type, you know, meeting room controls, blinds, all that kind of stuff. Um, maybe an app for, I've seen customers have conversations around kind of concierge service. You go into some of the more flash businesses, they often have an ability to, you know, press a, a button for tea and biscuits and all that fancy stuff. Like all of that ability, now you can potentially take into these panels, which is interesting. So how does that work then, Tom? You know, is there an app marketplace that, you know, companies are developing apps for these Microsoft panels? I mean, how does that kind of all integrate? Yeah, so it's just, it's just the same Teams app marketplace that there always was. So actually, it's, it's a Teams endpoint. This is one of the benefits, I guess, of being a Teams endpoint is there's already an app store in play there and a model. There will just be apps that are tailored to that screen type. Uh, you can already push them out now that the app version need for the panels um, it's rolling out now so you need to make sure you've got the right version but yeah, you put it in the normal app store download it and you can kind of pin it to that screen and if you're an organization that maybe wants you know got a custom app for example and want to push that to a panel is that possible yep 100 percent. Yeah, yeah so you could have your own in-house app with say your floor layout your logos buttons about the different rooms like, like you can do anything you want to do so i think you'll see a lot of the vendors like like crestron's going to be the classic because they have all that room control stuff mm. but other vendors will come up with systems any kind of um there's quite a few uh third-party room booking systems that add on abilities like to book kits to book food to book lunch that kind of thing so i think you'll see some of those having apps on the panels as well oh, that's great yeah that's just yeah that's, that's really cool okay so um in terms of the news, that is about it for today. Uh, however, we want to plug a couple of events going on. So, uh, Tom, what's the top event coming up next? 
Yeah, so next is Commsverse, and as we, uh, as you listen to this podcast, which will be coming out at the start of September, this event is September 15th and 16th. It is in person and in line, uh, and online, sorry. In person, it's in Weybridge, Surrey, Mercedes uh, Benswell, which is a really cool venue. I've done a few things there, but also online. So for everybody listening, if you're not going to make it in person, you can still register and see the sessions online as well. Great. So this is a hybrid event. You can you know do it. you can attend or you can just watch it from your armchair in your home but uh i'll be there tom you'll be there yep yeah i'll be there i'm doing a session on contact centers um which has suddenly got a lot more heat uh considering the zoom five nine news everybody's super interested in the contact center team space so i'll be going over all your kind of partner contact center options and considerations um, and the event itself is split into two days. One's more around the collaboration and one's more around the kind of techie, techie config. So there's something for everybody there, business kind of track and more techie, techie stuff as well. Superb. And I, I know Mark at, uh, at Commsverse and the team are putting a, a, you know, a huge amount of effort into this event. So they'd love your support. If you've uh, not signed up to the event and got your ticket, you know, do get to the event. Um, it's going to be uh, one to remember, I think, because this is their actual debut in-person event, isn't it? Because last year they got, uh, you know, cancelled by the uh, the dreaded... That's it. It went all virtual at the relative last minute last year, and they had, they had a really good turnout on the virtual stuff. But yeah, this will be the, the inaugural in-person, which is always what they wanted it to be. Yeah. Um, as you say, uh, yeah, they definitely need a lot of support. It's been a, been a, a hard hard time to do an event yeah. but uh, fortunately they've got some great sponsors and, and great like they've really vetted the speakers very hard as well um, i managed to get through fortunately but uh, <laughs> they've, they've been they've been quite good on speakers around has to be real world has to be technical yeah. no, no fluff so uh, yeah it's going to be good sessions yeah no fluff good stuff um and it's an, as you said, it's an awesome venue. It's at the Microsoft, uh, sorry, the Microsoft, the Mercedes <laughs> World uh, venue, isn't it? So um, if you can get there, I know, uh, you know, Commsverse are putting on a number of fun things to do as well uh, to, to enjoy your visit. So great time out of the office if you can get there or time, time out of the home office, um, 15th and 16th of September. Okay, we've got one more event to plug, haven't we? What's that? Yeah, then the the, the, the big one, UC Expo. So UC Expo's back 6th and 7th of October um, at Excel London. So this is a combination of what we used to call UC Expo and Digital Transformation Expo as one big event. Everyone, I think, still calls it. Everyone in, in, in my space still calls it UC Expo. Uh, just a real big event. All the big vendors are there. Um, and, and it's a good opportunity. This is a, kind of a cross vendor event. So it's not just Microsoft. I, I'm fortunate to be pretty involved in the Microsoft stage and some of the Microsoft sessions. I know we're doing some cool stuff around there, but this gives you a whole view of the, the entire industry and lots of conversation around hybrid working, new ways of working, all the stuff that the, the enterprises are talking about around how do we deal with 2022 forward? That's kind of the topic of conversation there. Yeah, as you say, all the experts in one place in London uh, on the 6th and 7th of October. And you see today news will equally be there to uh, you know pick up the news and the conversation from the event as well. So, yeah, really looking forward to actually just getting out to uh, a couple of live events this year at least. So, um, superb. I, I think that's about it from us today, Tom. Yep. Yeah, that's it for September. So um, yeah, things will be things will be ramping. Events will be happening. So we'll be back next month with all the latest news. But uh, for now, that's it. If anybody's got any questions or anything we missed or any comments, um, 
feel free to hit us on on the socials and uh, love to engage there yeah absolutely so if you've enjoyed today's news update please subscribe to UC Today News and give this video a quick share on social it's always appreciated and if you're a Microsoft Teams fan and want to be part of the conversation you can join Tom and myself on LinkedIn and Twitter and our social links are in the description so we'll be back again next month with more Microsoft Teams news thanks for watching